Hello and welcome to episode 24 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and someone whose resting heart rate is back to rival that of a giant Galapagos tortoise. Mark? <laughs> but I'm not going to live to 140. Ooh. Did you send me that picture? Hey. Okay, obviously not. Well, someone sent me a picture of a giant Galapagos tortoise. What, this week? Yeah. Sharp. No, seriously. With um, a baby on its head. <laughs> No. Not a baby, like a tortoise baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rather than a human baby. Yeah. yeah it I was, think I, it's the no. new thing from the early learning centre. Yeah. No. Um, that wasn't me, but that is another... I thought it was you because it had something underneath where someone had written is like, something like, he's good for him, he's still getting it at 140. <laughs> I immediately thought of you, but it could have been it someone that, else that, in I the group. I think that might have been on our um, tourist group. I think it might have been. Yeah. Uh, this is a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, and the order of cream and jam on your buttered scone. scone. We're a work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives, and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Coming up, we've got some bookmarks and apologies in warm-up and stretch. Work-life ballet, we have a couple of follow-ups on unlocking mindset, and I've also got our first book review. I'm yes. going to do a book review. Yeah, in your <laughs> book club one of one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've done one since school. In Dropping in Me 20, you've got part three of our Lifting in Lockdown home workouts, which is around stability and core. And Mark finally breaks his silence on that piece of paper we've been banging on about for the last mm. three episodes. Which, which you reminded been, me to go and get, yeah. The giant Galapagos tortoise has a heart rate of six beats per minute. <laughs> And they live, they have a life expectancy of 177. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I thought six beats per minute. What yeah. are you on at the moment? Six or seven? What are you? On? I've been down You're to super chilled. I've been down to 37. In the That's last a lot lower than days. your resting, isn't it? Normal resting. Yeah, normal resting is 54 at the moment for me. But I've had a few dips into the 30s. I think one of the how does that feel? Is that chilled like a tortoise <laughs> with a baby on its head? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a 37 would be tortoise on a treadmill. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wonder what it does get up to. I wonder when they go, oh, I wonder when they get blown yeah. out their arse. You're right, love. Yeah, it's up to eight. Stop looking at your bloody Garmin, you stupid tortoise. <laughs> Do you reckon they could see something on their wrist? Do they have wrists? So, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, heart's good. Good. But I don't want to keep doing heart updates, but the heart update... Oh, I don't which... then. <laughs> I do really. feel like you're going to. <laughs> yeah, the last thing I want to do is go on and on and on about my heart. It's not that important. Stop making a big deal of it. Anyway, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> I think you should write a poem about it. Yeah. <laughs> With, what was it? Ryan Couplets. Mm. I can't believe that I said that. I don't know why they call this hilarious. A yeah. It was great. That was great listening back at night. I had to. St- I couldn't edit. I was laugh- actually laughing back, listening back to it. I had to stop and compose myself. It was and the number of references we've had to me being an English literature student <laughs> and not recognising, but no. also references to you missing exams. So yeah, yeah. Did you sit that one? Yeah. English yeah. lit. Yeah. Did you do what's the other one? Language. Yeah, lit and like yeah. Yeah, it? yeah. Did the power? What did you get? Top marks. Um, it was a level. Did you have A-levels in your day? Yeah. yeah. No, there were O and A's, right? Yeah. O-levels? A- yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, no, I did English A-level. I don't think I did brilliantly. I did okay. What were we just talking about? The first? Oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about my heart. So, <laughs> I was trying to no, distract it's, you. <laughs> it's, it's kicked out for, and thank you for asking. Yeah, it's kicked out from its 
tachycardia and it's now back in because when you say kick out i th- I always think oh, the oh, other oh, way yeah, yeah. But that's all right it can keep yeah up. so it's, it's now in normal sinus rhythm i think it's what it's called now okay cool so yeah and how are you all right thanks good it's been so mad last few weeks yeah when you have an all right week you get a little bit suspicious about it when i saw you on friday i thought i thought you had a little a twinkle in your eye in terms of like <laughs> no that you just grit from cycling <laughs> yeah <laughs> no just in terms of you just realise yeah. what you've been missing, but you're going to talk about it later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, we'll leave it. It's on that. Instagram for everyone to see. Yeah, I reckon you can't I... quite see the twinkle in my eye though. No, <laughs> in, in on that, you do look <laughs> like anything. a bank robber on that picture. <laughs> Robbing the co-op. What are you going to say? Then? You oh, went... I just go on. Just when you said robbing the co-op, I just thought robbing the hood, robbing. The... <laughs> I just thought because there was robbed a bank, wasn't there? The it DJ. Was... Yeah. yeah, better than robbed a co-op. Yeah. <laughs> You've just mostly played weddings. <laughs> just um, help yourself to the buffet while robbed a co-op. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been listening to the weather because um, it's gloriously dark and mm. gloriously drizzly right now. Yeah. And it was like that when we got up. It was ace. Glorious rain. When you say you've been listening to it, like physically listening to the physicality of the drops of rain and the wind. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. And looking at it. Yeah. And um, also, I've been taking a, taking note of the forecasts on TV mm-hmm. about their language to see how different all, right. all the channels kind of talk yeah. about the weather. Yeah, yeah. Well, most channels have have opinions, but I've noticed that Channel Four just go. There's some rain coming. What spots of sunshine? If you yeah. want to know more, just look out the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done. It's weird. They're just they're just matter of fact. Yeah, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I'm sure I did, but it, I saw it again on breakfast TV when the newsreaders basically tell the weather to the weather person oh, right. so it'll be sort of right it's now seven we we're going over to carol well carol looking looking behind you there the sun looks glorious it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day today with a few fluffy white clouds and, she's still there and going, carol's going to go yes yeah that's it it's like you've got two what minutes do you want me for here? every hour you've got <laughs> yeah. two minutes and we're going to tell you exactly what yeah. you're going to say you do two and a half hours yeah <laughs> i don't start. Yeah, you could have the weather person going, right, we're going, I'll hand you back to Naga where we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give the, give the news. Yeah, just stick in your, stick in yeah, your box. stick to what you're good at. Yeah. Mm, what you pay for. No, I just wondered if you'd um, done anything this week that was kind of... Unlocking my mindset. Yeah, just kind of being productive or tried one thing or... I think in life, a lot of people become parodies of themselves. I don't mean that in a mm. judgmental way at all. It's just... We've had this discussion before that we'll go out with a group of mates. People fall into either your preconceived idea of them yeah. or their their notion of how they will act in certain circumstances. Yeah. So I can see somebody on a lad's night out yeah. who will continually be using poppadoms as frisbees, you know, nicking the salt and pepper from the yeah. restaurant. Yeah making humorous comments to the waiters. Do you know what I mean? It's like just they did it once and then someone made a comment the next time and then they felt they had to live up to it. it, it almost, almost like a self-fulfilling, you know, you give, yeah. you play along to an identity that someone yes. accidentally or purposely yeah. starts. And, and, and everyone becomes, fulfills those roles. So yeah. when we're out and we're around the table, every you, you can almost, I think we mentioned this before, didn't we? Sort of social bingo. You could almost yeah. have a card of going, this person will do yeah. this, this person will do that, this person will, this have person the, will the fall asleep in, yeah. in their <laughs> coma. <laughs> This yeah. person will go on about, oh, I was going to say their f-ing business, but I'm probably on dodgy ground. Okay, <laughs> yeah. edit. Um, yeah. The point I was going to make on that, I'm as liable as other people to fall yeah. into that. So I would tend to be seen by myself as by others as the person that 
doesn't drink, so therefore we can have the piss ripped out of him a bit for that. Uh, the yeah. person that's always got something wrong with them physically, so being uh, called yeah. the old man and that. Yeah, and yeah. then you just, you fulfill all these different roles, and that's how society works. But when I was driving over here today, I was thinking, I don't want to continue to be a parody of myself. Um, what made you think that? Because I told you I was going to be here at 1447. <laughs> You've told me that. You say that every week. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew I couldn't possibly be here at 1447. Right. So I did it to put myself under pressure. Okay. There is no need to put myself under pressure yeah. driving to come to see you on a Saturday afternoon. I can't not respond with you're late. No. <laughs> At fourteen forty-eight, yeah. I just can't. I can't help myself. Yeah, no, and it I knew, I knew you were going to do it. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? So we're playing that game. Yeah. So what I was thinking was, I want to. God, we're that predictable, aren't we? Yeah. I guess what we say. I think what I want to say is maybe this is you know midlife crisis. Maybe I should just go and get a sports car. But I think there's an element of me thinking, <laughs> I want to. I want to change whether it's mindset or the way I uh-huh. view certain things or the way I act. I'm not for what reason. There's, there's bits that I just go, I don't want to keep doing. I, I think I don't, I'm not happy standing still. Yeah, no, I get that. And But is it because, because you almost touched on it, that say you have, you know, three different friend groups, you'll be that personality. You'll have those traits yeah. that all those three groups will expect you. Yeah. And you would expect them to expect you to have that. Yeah. You know, I, you're, you're, let me, boom, let me, you're, you're not changing enough or you're not being different in different scenarios enough or. So we all have the potential within guidelines around age or health or geography or whatever to be whatever we want to be fundamentally we have and i know that's like you know utopian yeah, we but we have and the last couple of things yeah. we? we have we have a choice yeah and if i wanted to be a hermit and live in a cave i could do that yes it would be harder for me to be a rock superstar and live in beverly hills but i could still could give it work towards it yeah <laughs> of course you could yeah but what i'm thinking is that there's elements that i'm i'm allowing my you're allowing that kind of maybe parody of yourself to stop you being the person you want to be. Yeah. Is so, that too simplified? So using using our podcast as example, several people, um, I trained someone uh, Friday evening. He was complimenting the production levels on the podcast with Brian and didn't actually realise that Brian wasn't in the room. Oh, and great. was saying, just listening, it was like oh, that's cool. the sound quality was good. Well, and, after our, our last review in the last podcast, I've cheered yeah. up. And I was thinking, that's all down to Damien. And then I started thinking about the podcasts and what we contribute. And we obviously contribute different things. We've got different strengths. But there are things, for example, that when you do your bookmarks and apologies at the beginning, uh-huh. I will always come in and piss on what you're about to do. <laughs> and so we started that's talking... That's tuning in for. <laughs> yeah, but we started talking about you cycling on Friday, but you've already told me you're going to line up later in here. Yeah, I've always told you I'm doing it in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. three minutes <laughs> you in. You did the beginning of the last one yeah, as well. I'm going to do the beginning of the last one. So why can't I keep my mouth shut? I mean, maybe on a but podcast. Also, what's wrong with that? Oh, just sometimes it's I'd rather... Right. I, I'm not sitting there going, oh, I'm, getting, I'm, not, I'm not slagging you off when you walk out of the house. Am I? I don't, that's the fun of it, no, isn't it? No, but I just like to do some of the things better. So you're reminding me to bring a piece of paper. I could have remembered that that's by myself. Well, you know. I don't know. Maybe it's it, a bit of self-deprecation rather yeah, than self-confidence. Maybe. But I just, I just think I would like to do... There's things that I don't do well in my life. No, I think we talked about before when we were talking about raising the bar and expectations and how you probably picked up that it was negative. And I think I came back and went, I don't think it's negative that I have a low bar for everybody else and a high one for myself. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I don't think it is negative. No. When we were talking about that, it kind of reminds me of that. And it's like me in the band as well. I, I sat down with the band and went, I have high expectations of myself. Mm-hmm. I don't 
expect you all to have the same or feel bad about not having the same as me. It is just a thing I do and have to do. I only get pissed off when people say they'll do something, they want something, they're going to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, yeah, cool, cool. And I then Mm -hmm. do all the things to do it. Mm -hmm. And then they just don't fucking do the thing that they're going to do. That drives me wild. So just don't say it. If they said nothing, I don't go, why haven't you done that? I'm doing all this. It's just not me. And I'm happy doing the things I want to do because no one's asking me to. No one's putting Mm. pressure on me. I'm putting my pressure on myself. Do you know what I mean? So Mm. this might not be the case, but if you feel bad that you do what you're just saying you do, Mm. like derail, you know, that that isn't a problem for me. But maybe you think it isn't because I haven't said it's not or it is. Or Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not massively concerned if it's a worry for you. Okay, good. that, That is my concern. My concern is... Maybe, maybe yeah, I think this, it's all about do, are we beating ourselves up? Maybe, I just don't want to be part of, you know, mm, the beating you up process because no, no, it's no, fine no. with me. It's, I'm cool. I think what it is is that, that there's aspects that I didn't. Well, in those five minutes we chatted, you're suddenly looking at me as if to go, I can see why you're tired. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I can see why your life is tiring. You know, thirty seconds in, I was like, yeah, bloody hell. So training Wayne on Friday, really good session. He's lifted very well. He's um, had COVID, recovering from COVID, so slow build up. Mm. I've had my heart problems, don't know if I mentioned them, um, <laughs> recovering from them. And I'm sort of saying maybe we could do it sort of in line together. Yeah, it's good. And then I'm straight away thinking, think when Wayne goes, I'll probably try and put a bit or in. put an extra, yeah. extra hour of like, Bearing in mind, I shouldn't be doing anything with my heart at the moment. Yeah. And Wayne is, you know, 20 years younger. You're aware and, of it, Yeah, right? but, but like just for a minute, you know, just go and sit and have a cup of coffee. Mm. Candles, flames, mm. casting shadows. Yeah. Because I went, of course they cast shadows in that, well, if you put a candle on, you can do the old hand puppet shadow yeah. thing. But that's not what that was about. And then we kind of talked about, you know, the light on does the, the actual flame. flame itself cast a shadow? And I looked into it, mm-hmm. which I think you did as well, didn't you? Not as thoroughly as you. Oh, right. I didn't know about that. I looked at it. <laughs> there, was, there was one article, I just started reading it, went, this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But I think I found a succinct answer Mm -hmm. the main reason why the flame has no shadow is that the flame itself is a source of light i think we established that on our own yeah yeah (laughs) we came to that all on our own (laughs) therefore a shadow is nothing but a darker area with the absence of light if the light source behind the flame is brighter than the flame then the flame would cast a shadow Mm -hmm. i think that's all we need to know isn't it fine so everyone's right yes (laughs) everyone's a winner um you mentioned company called ripped gym in the last episode right yeah in I context did. of they were open they had 10 people training in the gym yeah yeah this is only one or two days into lockdown yeah 10 13 police officers turned up at the door it's all on their instagram you mentioned the thing about what the owner michelle was talking about when she was saying to the police i'm a living woman under common law yeah so i had a little it's actually quite difficult to find Okay. What that was, because I was typing, I was literally typing in what she said, and I really couldn't find anything. Next to apple water. <laughs> 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 Things that Google don't want you to know. Yeah. yeah. But I have um I have a contact in in Her Majesty's uh, police mm-hmm. force. I sent him the video. Yeah. And went, what's she talking about? And yeah. does this stand up? And he came back and said she is basically citing what's something called Freeman. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this? Yeah. Yeah. So the Freeman on the Land movement, also known as Freeman of the Land, or simply just Freeman, which they just should have said in the first place, (laughs) is a loose group of individuals who believe that they are bound by statute laws only if they consent to those laws. Right. 
which is a little bit of I'm just going to pick and choose which of the statute laws also known I'm as go- anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, they believe that they can therefore declare themselves independent of the government and the rule of law, holding that only true law is their own interpretation of common law. Yeah. Um, this belief yeah. has been described as a conspiracy theory. So she was qu- quoting that. Um, as my um, contact came back to me, said, I think you'll find that statute law <laughs> trumps Freeman law. Yeah. Which it does, obviously. So even though we probably don't agree with it and we think, you know, we, everyone has, a, has an opinion on how they got to those laws and how they've been passed, as mm-hmm. we've kind of discussed. And I think we think it's probably yeah. bullshit, really. But it is the law. Yeah. If you want to go and argue with the law and end up being thrown in jail, then good luck to you. I yeah. mean, it's a little bit of that. I mean, I can see your point in terms of, you know, what next? Are they going to stop us eating, making it illegal to eat and drink and yeah. smile, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> or just go outside. You've got, we've got to stay in. Yeah. Yeah, scary prospect. But I also looked up on her video and she was basically, I think she did an interview with a news channel and she was saying, I have a right to earn a living. Yeah. And I think that's where she was coming from. Yeah. You can see where she's got responsibilities. Yeah. And she doesn't want to go bankrupt and she has a family to feed more than likely mm. and that kind of thing. So you can understand the law is taking her right to work and earn a living away. Whereas someone in the next town, well, this was before the full yeah, lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the case, wasn't it? We had regional lockdowns yeah. where people in one town couldn't earn a living. Someone else could. That mm. is grossly unfair. But now it's obviously countrywide. So just just as a as a, a PS to that was I've mentioned to you real life health and fitness before. Yeah. And my daughter it's got connections with that gym, a guy called Tyler who runs that. Mm. Um, but he put a video up of, I think, three, and I'm not sure if they were police or COVID marshals, but they, they had some authority, so I think they probably were police. And someone had grasped him up that he was operating from the gym and they okay. came to the door. And he w- was, was say they said, like, we want to look around your gym. And he went, no. And he said, have you got a warrant? And they said, no. And he went, so why do you want to look out my gym? And yeah. basically someone had grasped him up and said, oh, he's... And there's what, no one in there. What he was doing was lives, like my daughter is. So oh, he was recording himself in the gym training. Yeah, on a live. I think there might be one other person with him and they were doing oh, something. Okay. That, gym, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's fine. Property, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it might have even been his partner. Right. But he videoed the whole thing. And at one stage he said, and I'm not, I'm not talking out of turn now because he said this publicly and put it on his Instagram. He said to these people, he said, I've been in jail. You know, he has mm. got a, a colourful past. And yeah. he's saying, taking down to the bare bones, I'm a person in a gym that I've shut down yeah. and therefore I'm running it online. Yeah. I have a massive online presence. If you go to my website, you could actually watch me <laughs> yeah, doing too. online, yeah. you know, 10 minutes before you came knocking yeah, on my sure. door. I have a prison record. Right. Someone has told you that they have that concern. And I think there was either two or three of them had come round. Right. And I think from his point of view, it was... You could go, well, if you've got nothing to hide, just let them bloody look in the gym. Yeah. But the other point of it is, yeah. I don't have to. If you no. look in the gym and then you go, oh, have you got a license for that? Or, you know, that doesn't meet health and safety. Or You, t- you don't want to just invite people to look around your workplace because someone's grasped you up for something that wasn't happening. Mm. The disproportionate nature of it, again. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, yeah I think so. Couldn't yeah. have someone phoned him and said, you know, Mm. Are you working out from there? Or was there any evidence? But if my house was burgled, (laughs) or my say a bike was stolen from my shed, three police would not come round if I rang them up and said, I want to come round right now. (laughs) 
No. <laughs> they first started. But three people went round yeah. on something that was never even true. Yeah. You know, I think the police probably, probably don't want to do it themselves. Of course they don't want to do it. They, probably, they all have opinions. They probably think this is all a load of crap as well. But they've just got to do. They've got to uphold the law, haven't they? That's their job. I think what my, my criticism is that, that that amount of my I've I've worked with the police. I'm not knocking the police. I haven't seen that amount of manpower mm. come out on, yeah. a, on a Tuesday afternoon yeah. to confront a woman gym owner. Yeah. It's all, disproportionate, and I think sometimes that's what I'm saying is that the reaction to some of these things. Yes, we want to keep in the guidelines, we want to keep in the law, but when you're as heavy-handed as like that, yeah, yeah, that gym aren't going to have good relationships with the police. They're yeah. going to go, you know, it's just, I don't yeah. know. Um, I've got an apology. We introduced uh, some nice new music mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Listening back, as we do, it, I just kind of sounded like I, I was taking all the credit for it. No, no, I didn't think that. No, did you not? I did. No. But what I didn't do is is kind of thank the Monkey Fighters for turning that round so quick and doing such a good job. So I'm saying it now. Oh, I mean, we both commented, we both loved it. Maybe, oh, we maybe. love it. I, I just didn't go, thank you. Yeah. I just went... No, 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 big thanks. It was... I think I just went on about, oh, it's what I do in terms of getting stuff done. But it sounded like, I'd you know, I'd written it, produced it, recorded oh. it, <laughs> wrote the theme tune, sang the theme <laughs> tune. <laughs> And I didn't. So uh, big thanks to Johnny Slater for uh, for doing um, such a brilliant job again. Live ballet. We touched on small steps recently. I just wanted to have a little bit of catch up. Uh, I don't want to derail this too much. We've had this knocking about for ages. The Stanford 12 Tiny Habits that can help people with productivity. According to BJ Fogg, PhD, who founded Stanford University's Behaviour Design Lab. So Fogg suggests uh, saying these habits to yourself throughout the day. Uh, Each habit is connected with an anchor or prompt to help you remember to complete it, which is actually quite important thing about habits, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So number one, after I sit at my desk, I will put my phone on do not disturb mode. Number two, after I close my office door, I will organize one item that's lying around. Number three, after I finish reading emails, I will close the email browser tab. Number four, after I launch a new Word doc, he's using Word, mm. what a loser. <laughs> Who uses Word anymore? Do you? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, after, I, after I launch a new Word doc, I will hide all other programs running on my computer. I don't think he does all these things. Can I just... Yeah, as, please do. As is my want to interject yeah, i just want gonna, you to i can see you they just kind of i'm going to show you something on my phone i think you were jumping up and down actually <laughs> put your hand up <laughs> let me just show you something on my phone oh that's the first thing on my phone my my screenshots are often it's quite pretty isn't it? it's just pretty yeah. mine are normally doom and gloom so your mindfulness kicking in yeah well it replaced ophelia dead in a ditch surrounded by plastic bottles did i show you that one no okay. that's dark that's what it was this morning um, those are little things I mean, it's kind of what we're talking about here these are tiny habits, aren't they? I've changed my wallpaper as well to something that's a little bit more. Okay, well, let's, little let's, things, let's, let's just kick in. Let's just kick. Yeah, they are little things. This is maybe. I'll screw his twelve. Yeah, Stanford-based tips. He's, he's got Who a is he anyway? <laughs> just because he? he's got a PhD, you've got an MSc. <laughs> <laughs> I've got bachelors of science. No art. What have I got? I've got a BA ons. Yeah, Bachelor and I've got a diploma as well in art and design. I'll have you know. <laughs> Hardly stretched to academia, does it? I think this is really interesting subject. Is this relevant to opening a Word doc? This is relevant to when you just started on Stanford there. I change my wallpaper probably three times a week. Okay. What I've recognised is that it's probably the, the, the image that we see more in life than any other image. Yeah, right. So every time we pick up our phone, that is making mm-hmm. 
a neural pathway. Mm. So that's that was my wallpaper that I mentioned. I can't believe you had that on your phone. We're <laughs> gonna have to, you. Can you send that to me so I'll put it on the on the socials? Tell me why. What? Do you not think that's a good image? It looks like a dead woman in a ditch. It is. It's a female. <laughs> you asked me like what? Okay, so that was. Well, I'm going to find it uplifting. I accepted. I feel really sad now. Okay, sorry. I don't know who's Ophelia anyway. Is that Shakespeare? Um, is it King Lear's? Okay, so she's de- oh, the plastic bottles is some kind of the plastic, modern. I thought that was a beautiful painting. Maybe when it goes on Instagram. I mean, it's yes. Okay, so that's what I've done now, and that isn't very me, is it? It's all pink and yellows yeah, and blues. It's definitely a move on and a surf. Yeah. Hmm. Those are very much cotton wool ball colours. Yeah, I'd say love chalk. The colors? I'd say chalk. Yeah, chalk works. Mm-hmm. So this is now my screensaver. And mm-hmm. instantly I can feel myself getting a different vibe mm. from a surfer walking. Hold on, so on. you remove that awful picture of that woman in the ditch, yeah. put that on, your heart rate's gone down. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm no <laughs> yeah. doctor. Maybe, yeah, I'm no rocket science, but maybe looking at a surfer <laughs> at a sunset is better than... Yeah. Dead yeah. woman in ditch. Yeah. Okay, so I accept. Who painted that anyway? Do you know? Is it by someone famous? We can't. Be, it's got bottles in it, so it's not like Michael did. What's his face? Michelangelo. What's it? Michael. What's his name? Michael D'Angelo. Yeah. <laughs> this is derailing. Quick, hold on. Now I've got caught up on my microphone. Can I carry on? Yeah. Number five. After I find myself mindlessly browsing social media, I will log out. Can I just interrupt a minute? <laughs> this is what my original interruption was meant to be. Oh, that wasn't it. Not the wallpaper at all, no. Hang on there one minute. Do you know that thing I said where I said, I really don't mind you derailing me? It's starting to get on my tits a bit. You know the one I said I didn't want to become a parody of myself? (laughs) Gone all out. Yeah. So I'm going to show you something. Um, And don't judge me as well. Again, another visual reference for for the podcast. Yeah, and you don't have to go why are you on that page so don't even need to read out why i'm on that page but look at the bottom next to the plus sign can you see the little emoji there yeah do you know what that stands for well that's a smiley face on the side smiley face sideways yeah no why? so this is on chrome when you have more than 100 tabs open that comes up right so my phone at the moment has 127 tabs open that is so wrong that is so do you wrong. not like the number you're trying <laughs> <laughs> You still on the 125. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know how you... Yeah, I've got I, 127 tabs. Do you know what I'm... And the last... Like I said, the little... Didn't you listen, if you listen to the last podcast, which I know you have, and my little tips about moving the extraneous things in your life, don't you think just closing some tabs might just help? Honestly, sometimes you don't help yourself, do you? But that's why that comes up. When you go over 100, oh. they stop counting the tabs and they show oh, right. that emoji. <laughs> right. That's why I know you'd never have seen I've got it. eight open and it's stressing me right out. <laughs> Get Colin on it. Get him sorted. <laughs> Colin! Where is Colin anyway? She's been gone hours. <laughs> after I sit down at a meeting, number six, after I sit down at a meeting, I will write the title, the date, and the attendees at the top of my notes. I do that. What's uh, good about that? You have to go to Stanford just to be able to do how, that. How do you write the attendees? Oh, yeah, I'll go on. I, I've got List think. or geography? Both. Do it where they're sitting. No, yeah, I write and then I point. Yeah. If I'm in a meet, I've never met them before. Yeah. I'll write the name down, point, so I can refer to them by net. Yeah, I do do that. Do you want another tip on that? Yes, please. Put a feature next to their name. 
<laughs> fit, ugly, <laughs> stupid, put something, drunk. <laughs> no, put something like red tie. I'm not going to put that in. Because if you break for lunch and then you have a breakout group, people is- sit in different places, then you'll remember their names still. Okay, that's quite a good tip, actually. Thank you. Very good. Number seven, after I notice a call going on for longer than expected, this one's great. I'll say this. It's great to talk, but we really need to wrap up. Uh, what haven't we covered yet that's important? Mm. I mean, yeah, he's quite within his rights to, you know, basically shut the hell up because mm. we need to crack on. Number eight, after I read an important email, I will file it in a folder for the designated project. I mean, some of these are pretty page one, aren't they? To be fair, but there's but a takeaway. If I can just there, interject. There oh, no, you haven't so far. So, yeah, fiddly boots. <laughs> I haven't mentioned wanting emails from America either. So, in WhatsApp, read the WhatsApp. And then if you need to answer that person, mark it as unread. Oh, yeah. Then you get a solid blue dot. Yeah. Beginning of the day, look at your solid blue dots. Those are the people you've got to answer first. Mm-hmm. Ugly frogs, right? After I read an email I can't deal with immediately, our market is un- unread. Okay. <laughs> That's number nine. <laughs> I didn't All know. Right? <laughs> All right. You're practically a... Stanford. P- yeah, PhD. Yeah. After I read an email that's time sensitive, I will reply with this script. Got it. I will review it in detail and get back in touch soon. Mm-hmm. After I leave the office, number 11, after I leave the office, I will think about one success from the day. 12, the last one. After I walk in the door at home, I will hang my keys on the hook. He had a good, he had a good solid 11 and just had to go. He just wanted 12, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he's obviously not like, yeah. You'd have been happy with 11, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that 12th one wasn't, yeah. So there you go. A few little tips, got through those in the end. I'm glad we did that. (laughs) It was funny. Um, I've got a book review. We first talked about Deepfake in episode 18, Raisins to be Cheerful, still mm. my favourite title. Good. We talked about Nina Schick and her chat with Sam Harris. We haven't mentioned Sam Harris. For, what? No. I've stopped listening to him, actually. What? Mm. Oh, well, some of his comments just... Oh, recently, his old Trump ones. and Yeah. I think he has got a lot of stick, hasn't he, yeah. of late? So off the back of that, I purchased her book, uh, from the World Wide Web, and I've read the words on each page, left to right, top to bottom. Then I went through the pages consecutively by number order. I've decided to call this Pulp Core. Right. Where I'm bringing back the ancient art of reading printed words, mm-hmm. which is ink-based printing, Yeah. on pulped, dried and flattened wood, most commonly known as paper. Mm. Do you like? How was it for you? I'm bringing reading back. It's the new future. It was good. It's a good book. I mean, she's she's... She's very thorough. Uh, mm. She writes in quite a simple way. Shall I read a paragraph from my book in this next podcast? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then, How's that going anyway? Well, it's not. But I have written a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read the only paragraph from your upcoming the memoirs? Opening, the opening paragraph. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. There's things in here that I think are interesting. Um, so I thought I might just read a couple of sections. Yeah. So the book is called Deep Fakes, The Coming Infocalypse. Mm-hmm. See what she's done there. Mm. Deep fake isn't something that's just kind of sprung out of nowhere. It's been it's been around for a while, and it's essentially in its basic form manipulation, and it's far from new. So one of the first kind of uh, large scale manipulation things she talks about is from Stalin in the 1930s. So an entire cottage industry dedicated to doctoring photographs developed under Stalin's dictatorship. Without modern photo editing software, it required skillful mastery to be done well. Montages were composed by laboriously cutting up and stacking snippets of photographic negative over another. Items were added through detailed hand etching or removed by carefully scratching of negatives. 
Stalin's pockmarked face was smoothed out in painstakingly slow and early versions of airbrushing. Stalin's great purges of the 1930s in which he eliminated his political enemies kept these artisans very busy. As the dictator's opponents were killed or sent to gulags Mm -hmm. on the order of Stalin, they were simultaneously edited out of set-piece photographs. Mm, And that is really, really hard to do when you're kind of... I mean, lots of kind of magazine editing and stuff in the 80s and kind of 90s, all done by hand, all done on negatives before kind of Photoshop kicked off. So again, not new. And I think the whole one of the biggest things I got from this book was most of this stuff isn't new. Mm. She goes on to talk about Russia and how Russia is kind of impacting the West to basically go, I think they realise, oh, screw nuclear weapons, we're never going to launch one. Mm. Let's just create misinformation and disinformation instead even get rid of biological warfare yeah. let's just use psychological warfare yeah. which i thought was yeah. quite interesting i don't know if you're going to come on to this but i know certainly around um interventions of black lives matter in america and in the uk she talks about that a lot yeah i mean there's so much detail in here um and, and examples and you know backed up with evidence too which is really great i won't i'm not even scratching the surface really and the psychological warfare bit is just to kind of essentially break up society so you can deal with it easier so you can manipulate it easier because obviously it's harder to influence a mass of people break them up into their own tribes whether that's based on race political persuasion background economic background all those things essentially any of our differences get exploited by disinformation misinformation Mm. in order for us to ultimately become more controllable the thing i was considering with the election and this is this is going on the deep fake and okay i don't have any (laughs) any evidence that I have any knowledge of anything to do politically in America. But this was something that went through my head, was that we mentioned quite a few podcasts ago about this sort of what you've alluded to there, destroy from within, Mm -hmm. that civil unrest is going to, yeah. The next way Russia can have an influence in America isn't going to be nuclear warfare. It's going to be, I think I use the term America eating itself. And that social division would be that big driver. But I thought with the election result, I just thought really interesting So what's basically happened is that the way I've perceived it or the way it's been shown in this country, and it might be different in America, is that Trump's bringing some lawsuits. The first five or seven have been chucked out. Mm. There's no evidence. He's got a few going and he made a speech today that was far less, you know, like we're going to we're going to be the victors. Mm. Mm. And I was thinking he'll he'll accept it. Biden will come in and we'll have four years of democratic rule. But I was thinking... If Trump had won, which I think is what Russia probably would have wanted, mm-hmm. I don't think we'd be sitting here going, everyone's accepted Trump's won and we've got four years of Trump rule. I yeah. think we'd be here saying the civil unrest in America would be off the scale. Because the interesting thing for me... But they're expecting that anyway on, on the current result. They're expecting if it didn't go Trump's way, there would be civil unrest above, but, but it, there hasn't been. No, well, that, yeah, that's exactly the point I made. We've been told about if Trump had won the civil unrest would have happened. Oh, you think? Yeah, because a lot of the stuff that we've had is Trump as well. There's there's far right wing, there's white supremacists, there's, you know, fascist militia getting mm. ready in the woods. And nothing's, <laughs> nothing's happening. Happened. And I'm wondering whether that was maybe where Russia didn't expect. I think, I, I, I don't know, this is like really sort of amateur politics. No, not but, really. I mean, but I'm thinking Russia thought if Trump wins, there's going to be mass civil unrest. Biden's one and there's nothing. Yeah. yeah, Biden's already deciding what he's going to do on COVID and defense and what I found really odd that since the, the swing happened and yeah. he based, you know, the projected he's gone over the line and Biden's got it. Mm. Then Trump came out and started saying all these things. All the networks, including the networks that have supported him, mm. suddenly started cutting him off. Yeah, Fox and, and all the all the net all the anchors have been going, Oh, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't, we can't back that up. 
Hmm. Since when, over the last four years, have you ever done that? Yeah. Any of them? He might have said things in the past that weren't true. I'm, I'm sure there's a ha- <laughs> just pretty much all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> and they suddenly started cutting away. I could be wrong. Unless they have cut away before. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they And haven't. now they're all just going, no, you're a liar. Yeah. It's like, was that because he's, he's not the president anymore? Well, mm. he still is. Yeah. Is he old news? Oh, see you later. Yeah. You know, I find that really odd. I find when, it... when, when we, our media should be, you know, broadly holding, holding these people to account. Right. I'd like to ask you a question, though. This is something that has always puzzled me. Mm. If you look at our prime ministers, mm. no matter what you might have thought of them when they were in power, mm. my feeling is the second they're not in power, mm. they just fizzle to nothing. Yeah. But their fall from grace, even if they've been successful, mm. is total. So yeah. I don't know what Theresa May does now. Mm. I think she does some after-dinner speaking. I know Tony Blair became an envoy to yeah. somewhere in the Far East. Some books. Mm. And but. he came on the other day speaking actually about COVID-19 and I thought actually spoke very well. Mm, he I'm does not, speak well. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I'm not a big supporter, but I thought, yeah, you're, you're speaking he, a lot of sense. But somehow, as soon as that office has been taken from you, your credibility as a person yeah. is, there's people now with far less experience of politics who are listened to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Robert Peston right. or Tony Blair. Oh, I listened to Peston. Yeah. No, no, Tony Blair was yeah. prime minister. And he's, now if actually you listen to what Tony Blair's saying, yeah, would be I'd, I'd would be headlines. also headlines around yeah. the world because it's yeah. not exactly sitting on the fence, is it? No, no, he's not holding back. He doesn't have to anymore. So what I'm saying with Trump is, it's almost and the fact that Trump went off and played on the golf course. It's almost like you know, yeah. my time here is done. I'm now, I'm now nobody. And yeah. I think that's what happens in this country is that because yeah. I would have thought somebody who's been prime minister, you know, even if they've been moderately successful, would then have some high powered role. Mm. But it seems to yeah, be after dinner yeah. speaking and maybe they do. You know, they seem to never be short of money or a decent salary. On the subject of Trump talking crap, this is um this is called the liar's dividend, which I didn't hadn't mm-hmm. heard about, which Nina talks about in a book. Aside from lying, Trump is also adept at utilizing the liar's dividend. The liar's dividend is the concept of a liar dismissing anything they don't like as fake, even if it's not. The liar's dividend is becoming an ever more powerful tool in the infocalypse. Trump uses it constantly, for example, in his daily refrains of fake news against information he does not like. He even uses it against video evidence. In 2017, he started dismissing the infamous Access Hollywood tape in which he bragged of grabbing women by the pussy as fake. Of course, when deepfakes become more widespread, the liar's dividend will become even more powerful. Hmm. In a world where anyone can be faked, everyone has plausible deniability. Yeah. So you think if that was a worry when deep fake comes along, mm, mm. I mean, where do you even start? Um, this also talks about um, memes in this, which I thought was quite good. And I kind of never thought of this before, but the idea that memes are generally quite funny, but the things they carry and the messages they carry are actually incredibly powerful. Right. So we tend to think of memes today as funny images online, but the term was coined by Richard Dawkins in his book, The Selfish Gene in 1976, where he described how culture is passed on through generations. By his definition, memes are units of culture spread through the propagation of ideas. Online memes are a very effective mode of communication because they are seen as harmless. They often become unmoored from the context of their creation, allowing them to take on life of their own, meaning that no one is responsible for any hateful or transgressive ideas contained within them. You know, you kind of go, oh, it's funny because it's, it's a cartoon or it's clearly yeah. photoshopped or, but actually it starts to sink the message, in. The message is still there, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the thing I got from that, you know, um, media campaigns that are going on, the content we see is almost certainly throwaway. 
I guess, brevity at work. Mm. But like anything pervasive, it needs time and consistency. So like habit stacking, back to your point mm. of that, to grow and become uh, more entrenched. Um, so what's chilling for me is from this book is that what they're doing now is probably not going to bear fruit for the next five or ten years, potentially. Mm. But we're always kind of on this needle of now, aren't we? Yeah. What's happening now. Yeah. This is so largely premeditated. What we're seeing in front of our eyes today has been many years in the making. Mm. It just hasn't happened. Yeah. The thing I get from this book is that growing up in the 80s, you see things on the news, you hear things about Russia, and it's got nothing to do with social media. It's got nothing to do with technology. Mm. That's the thing I really got from it. Mm. Because I think one of the stories about HIV, and I think we covered it, but there's a big conspiracy that it was created yeah. to kill yeah, yeah. minorities, yeah. essentially. And that that is still quite quite a strong opinion mm-hmm. amongst uh, amongst some. But that went from a story which the Russians planted, which yeah. Nina talks about in this book. Yeah. They they were the ones behind, but they planted that in a I think in a publication called The Patriot in India, and within a very short amount of time, it had gone to about eighty countries. Yeah, that was before social. Mm. It nothing's really changed. Mm. You know, the means to get that information to people, or the way we now create this media and content in the, in the first place, has kind of changed. Mm. But. The human race is still pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. We haven't changed as quickly as the media. <laughs> no. There's a stack of stuff in this book. Um, and if that's your kind of thing, then um, then do check it out. It's well worth it. It's Deep Fakes, The Coming Infocalypse by Nina Schick. So I did the tricep workout this week. Yeah. With you. Yes. We did it at the end of a session. Yeah. And I'm putting it down to the fact I did it at the end of the session. Right. <laughs> It made it so fucking hard for me to do it. <laughs> it was really hard. Okay. Um, it's good though. My biceps are hurting today because of what we did. Biceps or triceps? No biceps. Biceps. Or... Yeah, they are really hurting. Have you had any feedback on on the tricep one? Yeah, and the feedback's sort of almost been similar. That we've been doing an hour workout and they've got through it all. Okay, and I said just try this at the end, and it's like, yeah. why am I doing that at the end? This is. <laughs> and I think maybe just a shout out for people. Yeah, if the half minute section is too long, just do twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. The takeaway from all this is that that it's the five minutes, isn't it? Yeah, you've been active for five minutes. If it's evoked any change in your muscles, yeah, definitely, that's positive. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done the squat one. I was hoping to have done the squat one. Barely got this book read, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to do that. Yeah, I think I'm. What I'm seeing is is a sim- a simplicity around things now. Things that are being posted by PTs, I'm seeing as being do some movement get a little bit out of breath, keep going. And all the intricate stuff and all the sort of, you know, mm. and, and while you're at it, look at going into intermittent fasting and look at doing this and oh, looking yeah. at body wraps and looking at doing, it isn't. It's sort of, let's find some good basic exercises, do them for a short amount of time, have a shower, relax. <laughs> that's good, right? Yeah, it is good. Maybe that's it, what people are responding to. It's what works at the moment, isn't it? It's what we're after. Yeah. All the stuff that I follow with people, mm. all the intricate stuff is just being put put on the back shelf. That that can happen another time. So I think, yeah, simplicity is key at the moment. Uh, so part three, stability and core. Yeah. You haven't actually shared this one with me yet. No. I don't know what it is. Okay. So again, we're going for the five minutes. Mm. Um, number one is dead bug, which you have done. Love um, it. <laughs> I guess this is another change idea that having a six-pack is a reflection of having a strong core is a misnomer. Mm-hmm. It's having a low body fat count. That's what gives you the six-pack. Yeah, um, or being able to see the six-pack. We've had this discussion before. I, so, was, looking at, sorry, I was looking at a, a picture of Ronaldo this morning yeah. uh, with his 10-pack. 
Because it is 10, isn't it? There it's are, 10. There's 10, yeah. And you can see everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's there's quite four underneath your waistline. It is 10, yeah. yeah. Six pack is because that's probably, it's like the five a day. Five a day is meant to be seven a day, but <laughs> was you were right? to get it. Yeah, that was right. the initial thing. And then a yeah. focus group again, you stand no chance. So yeah, the, the, the dead bug, the difference between dead bug and some of the sort of typical crunches and all the stuff that used to, and sit-ups, which we never do. Yeah. So dead bug is basically going a little bit deeper in your core so it's it's below the sort of abs that you see it's just a little bit more devil it's more right. around stability mm-hmm. and it's good for people of all yeah. all levels so that was the dead bug the second bit of that was going into an abs exercise again sit-ups and a lot of the stuff around sit-ups is working stuff other than your abs mm-hmm. i don't think many pts now would do old-fashioned sit-ups where you're basically hoisting yourself off the ground right because you're using your neck and your head and your arms and your shoulders Mm -hmm. the dead bug then goes into a second exercise which is basically an abs-based exercise third one's incorporating some stuff that's been put out by the government which we'll put in the links around certain exercises or movements you can do around stability it would be useful if you just if i just describe what you're doing and then the government so the government have put out some stuff for people to be able to measure things around stability Mm -hmm. and mobility and I think this was aimed at older age groups, but we've done some of this. And I think sometimes the basics are worth doing. So you're sat, I'm just going to describe what happened. You're sat in a chair now, both feet on the ground. Yeah. And you're just going to come up on, so one foot's going to stay on the ground. The other foot's going to come what do I off do the ground. I'll do it with my arms. <laughs> I'll do it with you. Yeah. Got, you just did it and I couldn't. So I'm just going to have my hands just in front of me. Just at the side. Okay. And then literally one foot's going to be firm on the ground. The other one's off the ground. And then you're going to push up with the sole of the foot. One, two, three. (laughs) You did it. I just smashed into the radiator. (laughs) It's one of those things where... It's actually really hard. It is really hard. So basically, you're standing up on one leg, off a chair, balancing for a couple of seconds, and then lowering yourself into a chair. And then the second thing that we'll do linked to that is balancing on one foot. So Mm. balance on one foot for 10 seconds. Focus on something on the wall um, in front of you. And then shut your eyes and see how long you can remain balanced. So this is a lot of core work. Yep. You're engaging your core to mm. keep yourself. That's something I've kind of really come to understand, even from pretty much any of the lifting with stuff we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Even though you're using your arms and your shoulders just to engage your core when you're doing those things. Because yeah. normally your feet are planted to something. Yeah. Whether you do, if you're doing deadlift or even if you sat down, your feet are still planted. So it's all that kind of connection with the floor. Holding, yeah. holding it all in you think well what has my my legs got to do with my arms lifting something but of course it's just it's physics isn't it you yeah you can't lift anything without your core yeah so yeah i mean i think one of the takeaways this is the pt tip of the day when you're doing bench press make sure your feet are flat you'll see people in yeah. the gym having their feet on the bench which takes away yeah. all the curve in the spine the spine is meant to have a curve in it. So yeah. don't put your feet on the bench. Keep them on the floor, flat on the floor, and press through the soles of your feet mm-hmm. as you're pushing the weight up. I would say probably about 30, 40% of people I train, when they're getting towards their limit on bench press, you'll see one of the legs start to rise. <laughs> and I don't know how that helps. It's just a thing. It must just be your body yeah. adapting in a certain way. And the second thing, which is a cue that I know quite a few PTs use, that when you're doing deadlifts, have that sort of visualization of, of of the earth being underneath you and you're mm-hmm. literally trying to push, push the whole away. world away that is a really good one that yeah. is actually i like that one the 
we've been talking about your piece of paper. I'm quite excited about this. <laughs> and every time you kind of talk about it, you can see you getting slightly riled and I want to know what it's about. So yeah, the floor is yours. This is my suggestion, just from little bits of conversation we've had during this podcast and before. Um, we've mentioned addiction quite a lot, and I think this is a lead into addiction, but I don't want to cover addiction. I just want to read the piece of paper. This is just talking. We tend to have a lot of business meetings yeah, on air. It's what people want to hear. Yeah. It's the transparency. Yeah, and... That's the feedback we're getting. <laughs> yeah. More admin. <laughs> no, I just, I think it's going to set, have you heard the expression set hairs running? Yeah. yeah. Only from you. I'm using it now because All right. I used it at work this week on a call to the okay. team. So I think some of them are like, what are you on about? Um, actually, most of them went, yeah, greyhounds, hairs. Yeah, I guess. But I guess it's dogs and hares, right? Yeah. Is it? Well, greyhound has a rabbit. So when you've got greyhound racing, yeah, it has a hare on the outside. Yeah. And the greyhound, because they're hunting animals, chase the hare. So is that? I guess it's setting the hares running, which yeah, means so I guess going putting in... stuff into action. I was speaking to somebody in the week and they were using, they used an expression several times and I wanted to, to remember to use it. They described our interaction, the way that you sometimes interact to statements I make as poking the bear. <laughs> and I thought that was quite fitting. It was almost, yeah. it, and the way it was being what described, because you wouldn't get too close. Would well, you? it was almost trying to evoke a response. It was they described it something along the lines of, even if he agrees with you, you're still going to have to work hard to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> and so poking the bear is uh, that's up there. Okay, so piece of paper. I think this will lead to something else. Wow, I'm excited. Um, Oh, I think you maybe made it a little bit too no, big. Well, maybe so, <laughs> like everything we tee up in this. Yeah. Uh, and then just have a, a morass of modernity. So this came to the occupier and it came in a brown envelope into the house. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was just put it straight in, in the, the bin because <laughs> it's a brown envelope. <laughs> yeah. So I left it there for a week, obviously, without opening. And for some reason, I opened it and I just thought sometimes to the occupier, it might it didn't look official, but it yeah, looked officialist. Yeah. We haven't got, talked as much about sport as we thought we would have done over the last 24 podcasts, but this one has, uh, it's from Mansion Bet, which is a big gambling firm right. who are sponsoring uh, Bristol City. Because I support Bristol Rovers, anything with Bristol City on it is going to have... An instant turn off. So right? I'm searching long and hard to find some... I'm, su I'm surprised you said the, the two words Bristol City without spitting afterwards. <laughs> we do it's have a couple of lists that, that are shitheads, which is... The, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 not sorry, right? <laughs> so this this has come through September 2020, the start of a season unlike any other. This has been written in a sort of chummy mate down the pub way. So I'll just read little bits of sure. it. But it's been written very much as if I'm a Bristol City fan. So bearing in mind the address it was delivered to is north of the river, Mm -hmm. i.e. Rovers territory, yep. the chances of it being a City fan are, I don't know, maybe one in five, I would think. Yeah, it's a predominantly Rovers yeah. area where yeah. I live. Sure. So they've said, I'll just read bits of it out. Our garden shed is now a mansion, but our pre-match rituals have been suspended. It doesn't make any sense at all. For now, you don't have to remember your season card, keys, wallet, glasses, phone and chewing gum. Just log in for Robin's TV. Okay, so what they're saying is you're not going to the matches anymore, but you can still watch it. So you can't go down the pre, yeah, the rituals. You can't go to the pub, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and we talked about rituals yeah. you know, today when I came in. 
They go on about the number 24 bus trundling from the hospital to Ashton Vale, that there's nobody along Gathorn Road, nobody drinking outside the hen and chicken. So they're painting a picture. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make this emotive, aren't they? Yeah. Romanticising. Yeah, remember the days in BS3. (laughs) And Mansion Bear, I, I don't know, they're probably based in Hong Kong or something, but they seem to have captured south bristol they sound like locals don't they (laughs) yeah um and they said although we can't all watch city in person we can it could still be their season and there's loads to keep an eye on and they said there's many questions that need to be answered how do you pronounce Myanmar, which is one of their players don't think the first question on my list is questioning the pronunciation of one of my players no and maybe that's just banter exactly how big is han noah's hair Again, I think no, they've no. tried to be football fans. They don't like football. You can but tell. They don't like football. You no, don't you that isn't the first not, question no, is <laughs> Where's where's the cider? <laughs> where's my pasty? And this lot of shit. That's all we talk about at football. Um so those are the first questions. It said, why not visit the home of one of City's newest signings, shirt sponsor Mansion Bet? Mansion Bet also sponsor the Bristol Bears and the Bristol Flyers. Mm-hmm. So a guy Bristol called Sport, right. Bristol Sport has been created by Mr. Lansdowne, mm-hmm. who made billions or at least hundreds of millions from financial markets, yeah. has invested a lot in Bristol, and has now included every element of Bristol Sport under his banner except Bristol Rovers. <laughs> so Which I, would you, I think is it fair to say you'd like to keep it that way? Yes. <laughs> and we don't want to be part of no. that multi-million wealthy. We'd rather be ragbag rovers so absolutely so we've pictured the scene mansion bet they're involved with all these they understand you know city's home ground mm-hmm. then it goes on in great detail about someone called farmer got 41 goals for us already he's got to reach 50 this season hasn't he hopefully it'll be a lot more than nicky wells and new arrival chris martin who've averaged a goal everything and it's it's a lot of detail, and I think they're trying to be sort of chatty and factual in the same sense. So side. that's Chris Martin, who came from what Norwich, not from Coldplay, just for a. Well, for that's interesting, <laughs> actually. It, it did say Chris Martin hasn't scored in 127 appearances, so it could be Coldplay, yeah. <laughs> I was really trying to think of a Coldplay hit there to just like come in. Col- was, he, was he a Norwich? I'm sure he's at Norwich, Chris Martin. Yeah, he so was. He scored against us at Molyneux. Yeah. So this is where I'm going with this one. So this laminated, heavily colourful document has been put in my Pigeon. into my letterbox. I imagine to make me bet with Mansion Bet. And there's an element of me that says, you've really sold it to City fans. I'm not a City fan. Yeah. I, I don't quite know. You're going for quite a niche market in some ways. Abs- yes. And I see why so, they've so done So far, that. all I'm getting is, do you want to bet on City? Yeah. Which means you've actually narrowed your marketplace mm. a mm. lot. Mm. This is the last two paragraphs. There is only one team in Bristol, but this season is not just about City. So I'll reread it. There is only one team in Bristol. City. Well, that's what it's... That's what it's... That's where it's... It's basically saying Rovers don't exist. Yeah. There is only one team in Bristol. There isn't. There's two. It's like... (laughs) Why say that? (laughs) Unless you're being snidey. Yeah. And what it refers to is a player that City signed from us Mm. um, a little while ago basically on the last day of the transfer deadline and then had a big marketing thing when he was signed, basically taking the piss that they'd basically nicked, nicked him from us. Also, uh, can you just, sorry, can you just, sorry. Yeah, go on. No, okay. you've read that line, just read it again. There is only one team in Bristol, mm-hmm. but this season is not just about City. Right. 
So it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. They've just completely undone what they've said. Yeah. Which is where I was going with that. Yeah. If they'd said there's only one team in Bristol. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In other news. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. But I'm thinking, don't get emotional about it. It's, they're trying You've done their best. very well yeah. so far, I must admit. Although it's almost two decades since the blue few were above us in the league. Who are they? Firstly, I don't know. The blue few must be Rovers because they play in blue. And few must be because we have far less fans than City. I've never heard that. I've term. never heard it referenced as the blue few. And you've lived in yeah. all your life. Yeah, I've been, been to more City years. and Rovers fights than you can imagine. <laughs> I've heard ragbag Rovers and gas heads and all the stuff, you know, that, and we are a poor, you know, financially poor, and we yeah. have a shit stadium, and we were... Yeah, it's all, it's all going for the, you. Yeah, we know all that. But the blue few, it's, yeah, we have less fans than you, yeah. but it's just... It's not a good put down, is it? They might win promotion from League One this season, but perhaps that team from Wiltshire will finish above them. Yeovil? Swindon. Oh, sorry. So first you've got to have an O-level in Somerset, geography. <laughs> yeah. Where are they going with this? And then it goes, could Wigan Athletic win the EFL trophy and equal our record of having it won three times? It's like, you've lost It's a leap, isn't it? And then, will Famara Fam Dihidu continue to live in Knoll? Whoever did this huh? was drunk. Right. The point I'm making is this. Someone has spent a lot of time to put and money to put something through my door that has mm. basically insulted me, mm-hmm. insulted my allegiance to my football team, yeah. and then going... Can we count on your custom? So, like, no. Um, yeah. Firstly, I don't like the fact of heavy gambling sites posting stuff through my door mm-hmm. to start with. But secondly, you've just got it all wrong. Yeah. Um, and I feel like saying to them, how do you think that is going to make me engage with you? You've just insulted me, insulted my football team. I don't think it's a good marketing ploy. Yeah. That's it. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, that's it for this episode well done for getting this far and thanks for listening all links and references will be in our show notes please make sure you subscribe to us via your favorite podcasting app and if you're enjoying this pod then please do spread the word tell a friend family member nemesis or whoever you feel would benefit from having us in their ears give us a follow on instagram at i'm finecast and send your feedback and questions via our email to i'm finecast at gmail.com in the next episode mark takes us on a magical mystery tour You're looking at me really bankly. (laughs) Please take us on a magical mystery tour, Mark. Okay, okay, I will. I'm going to need your help on it, though. Lovely, I'll do that. So um, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Cheerio.